Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Thursday, October the 14th. My goodness, we are in the middle of October already. Uh, And uh, wherever you are, whenever you listen to this, I wish you God's goodness. I wish you God's life today. Uh, You know, I wish you just whatever it is you need, whether that's forgiveness, God's presence, God's hope, God's vision, God's courage, that's my, my wish for you today, uh, wherever you are uh, and however you are. So thanks for being uh, a part of uh, this podcast again today. This is the Cup of Joe podcast. For those new to it, uh, every day, Monday through Friday, I read the gospel of the day. I am a lay Catholic minister in the church. I have been uh, ministering for, uh, this is my 30th year in ministry within the church and just started this as the pandemic began, so a little over a year and a half ago. And earlier this week, we hit episode 400. So today, we celebrate episode 403. And we continue, my friends, through the Gospel of Luke. And we're going to pick up exactly where we left off yesterday. For those who have been listening this week, you know that Jesus is at table with the Pharisees and scribes, scholars of the law, and he's not holding back. He's uh, he is being honest and uh, forthright, and uh, it's it's yeah, it's sparks have been flying. Let's just say that. Well, he continues along that today, and he finishes uh, the uh, the diatribe. So, for those who follow along in Scripture, uh, Luke chapter eleven, verses forty-seven to fifty-four. Let's break open what God has for us through Luke's writings today. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Woe to you, the Lord said, the Lord said. So he continues again. Jesus continues speaking. Woe to you who build the memorials of the prophets whom your fathers killed. Consequently, you bear witness and give consent to the deeds of your ancestors, For they killed them, and you do the building. Therefore, the wisdom of God said, I will send to them prophets and apostles. Some of them they will kill and persecute, in order that this generation might be charged with the blood of all the prophets shed since the foundation of the world, from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who died between the altar and the temple building. Yes, I tell you, this generation will be charged with their blood. Woe to you, scholars of the law. You have taken away the key of knowledge. You yourselves did not enter, and you stopped those trying to enter. When Jesus left, the scribes and the Pharisees began to act with hostility toward him and to interrogate him about many things, for they were plotting to catch him at something he might say. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, once again, this is one of those hard gospels, isn't it? At least I find it a hard gospel. Um, because again, we've, we've been three days in a row now where Jesus has been giving these woes. And, uh, and woes to the Pharisees, woes to the uh, scholars of the law, around the table. And, um, and, and 
I did mention yesterday, and truthfully so, I believe anyway, that this is indeed good news for us because there's a bit of the Pharisee and a bit of the scholar of the law within us. But it's hard. It's hard news. Again, Jesus is at table. I've said that. I don't mean to beat a dead horse. He was invited in an act of friendship and an act of communion, an act of I want to get to know you more and you I so we can be uh, united. We can be brothers and sisters uh, together in, uh, in this walk, uh, looking for relationship. And he comes and he doesn't, you know, do the, the ritual washing. And that's where the trouble begins. Because they look at him with judgment and so he's like, okay, okay. We're going to talk about this. And we're going to talk about empty tombs and, and dead men's bones and cups and dishes. And we're going to talk about, uh, you know, you think scholars of the law, you're getting away with it. No, you're, you're building walls. You're, you're keeping God from people. Yeah. Yeah, difficult stuff, right? But holding a mirror up to us can be very difficult. Uh, it, can be, it can be hard to learn the truth of uh, what everybody else may see within us and know within us, but we have an incredible ability to deny within ourselves uh, because we can uh, fool ourselves and act differently um, around the, 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 in the mirror when we're looking at ourselves or, or just with the masks we wear. So anyway, brothers and sisters, here's what we have. So Jesus continues through. He was given the scholars of the law the difficult time last night. And then he's basically saying, woe to you. I, I, I don't think just the scholars of the law here as he begins today. Uh, but I think all of them. He's saying, listen, woe to you who build the memorials of the prophets whom your fathers killed. Consequently, you bear witness and give consent to the deeds of your ancestors. For they killed and you do the building. So let's start there. Let's start there, right? Because doesn't that seem to be how generations move forward? Doesn't that seem to be how uh, things, if I can use the word and I'll put it in parentheses, progress? Doesn't that seem how one generation filters and, and flows into another? Because I think those things are true today too. I don't think they were just true, true then. So I think what Jesus is naming is, and he you know, uses ably, he says, oh, listen, all the blood's going to fall in this generation, and I'm not smart enough to understand or know all of that. Um, you know, but, but he does say, hey, listen, the generations before you, particularly the one or two before you, because he uses Zechariah, who would have been one of the, the most recent, you know, you killed them. You know, Jeremiah, let's use him. The Jeremiah was a prophet that was, was scorned and mocked by the people of his generation, thrown into cisterns, you know that, and ultimately killed. Um, uh, you know, Ezekiel, who was, was mocked for his odd ways. Uh, you know, all of them, uh, and we could continue going on, but they were actively killed by those people. And then later when we have time to absorb what they were saying, we come to see there was truth in what Jeremiah was saying. Look back and, and we see how his words did really play themselves out in the Babylonian exile 
and in the return, or Ezekiel, you know, or, or sub in Isaiah, or sub in whatever prophet you want. And so they build these memorials to them uh, at a later date. But yet building those memorials to them didn't stop this generation from killing John the Baptist, right? Uh, and didn't stop this generation from uh, killing Jesus, because that's really what he's pointing to, the continued prophets. And those are just the ones we know about, the ones I'm mentioning. You know, and I say that this, this is something that I think is merely how time progresses and generations progress and how things move forward. You know, um, gosh, I was in D.C. Uh, a few years ago, a handful of years ago with my family. And uh, one of the places that, that I longed to go was to see MLK's, uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s memorial there along the Potomac, not far down from Jefferson's or FDR's. You know, and, and so we'd look at, at somebody like Gandhi, who is a modern-day prophet, or a Martin Luther King Jr., and, uh, and he was killed and mocked and, uh, and severely uh, criticized by only a generation in front of me. I was born in 65. He was killed in 68. Um, and the civil rights movement is only, I mean, I was, I was a babe when that was going on. And yet here we are building memorials to him. And, and I'm grateful we are because I'm grateful for the gift that he brought and how he invited us to move in that. But brothers and sisters, and again, it begs the question, it begs the question today, who are the modern day prophets today? That you and I, perhaps, in our comfort, in our way of seeing the world, in our tradition, in, in just whatever that is that doesn't want to move, that doesn't want to turn around, as Jesus says, and repent. Who are those people today that are speaking a new word that we are not able to hear because um, of, again, our, the way we see the world, the way we have configured the world, and, and what they're saying isn't part of that configuration, isn't part of, of my vision, and, and part of my generation's vision. And therefore, we will exile them and, uh, and, and cast them off to the side and criticize them and mock them. But do you know who, who does see them and who, who will hear their words? The generation that comes after us. Uh, and they may build memorials to the ones we weren't able to see. And that's how they move forward. And the world will continue to. Now that doesn't say, so that's okay. That's just the way it is. Jesus is chastising these people and saying, hey, listen, um, we have to think differently. We, we, we have to open ourselves to new ways you know, brothers and sisters, and this is hard. This is hard. You know, I, I use that uh, uh, story of Elijah, and it's such a great story that, that God says, hey, listen, go to the mouth of the cave, and, and we all know what happens, you know, uh, the, the fire and the earthquake and the, and the wind and, and the hurricane and all those things, and God's not in that, but he's in the silence. And it, but eventually, you know, God goes by and God covers the face of, of Elijah so he can't see him. But he only sees him in the backside, you know. He only sees him as he's leaving. And, and I think that's, that's how we humans so often see God is in hindsight, right? We see God and say, you were there. Lord, you were there today, earlier, 
when so-and-so said something to me, or they took my hand, or uh, I was given support during this time in my life. Um, you were there, Lord, uh, when, when I was at my worst five years ago and I needed support. Or you were there, Lord, in my childhood. We see God in hindsight, and I think that's true of generations. But I think, brothers and sisters, we were called, we're called as best we can to take off the shackles of our comfort, to take off the shackles of how we have configured the world, to take off our shackles, because I do think they shackle us, of, of, of how we, what boxes, and, and we all do this, have put God in, and take those off, because they don't allow us to see God in the present. And I think Jesus is, is he's challenging us to do that. He's, he's, he's named a truth that continues through time. Um, and, and I think he's inviting us, brothers and sisters, to not only be those prophetic women and men, but also to see those prophetic women and men in our time and raise them up. And what does that do? Well, let's skip to the end of the story, right? That makes enemies. That makes enemies. When, when we are able um, to take off those shackles and name, brothers and sisters, this is, is what's happening in the world. And we need to recognize that. We need to recognize um, whatever it is, you know, I, whatever movement it is. What, what's going on in, in uh, how can I listen to our, our black brothers and sisters and say, help me understand what that means? Because you need to teach me. I can't speak to that. What, what, what truth do you carry and, and how we can open up our eyes today? How, how do we listen to our gay brothers and sisters? Hmm? Because we have to. And if we are not willing, because they don't fit in whatever, brothers and sisters, we see the pattern we're falling into. And how do we open up space for them? Not necessarily so we can be prophetic, although we're called to be that too, but so they can be prophetic and carry that word. What, what does that mean today? Yes, because we're going to make enemies. When Jesus left, the scribes and the Pharisees began to act with hostility toward them. How can we be women and men of the truth? And that carries, it, we must carry courage and we must carry um, thick skin uh, and we must carry compassion. We can't lose compassion in the midst of thickening our skin up. Can't. How do we do that, brothers and sisters? Uh, and how do we allow, you know, how do we, how do we in, enable these voices to speak through us? How do we enable the unborn to speak through us? Because that's another one, isn't it? How do we, how do we enable those women who are afraid and carrying that, those children to speak through us? Or, or give them space so they can speak even better? Because nobody needs to be filtered through this 56-year-old white guy. How do we do that? Last thing I'll say, and again, can we be these women and men of courage? The last thing I'll say is, you know, the Pharisees and the scribes, the scholars of the law, 
They wanted to, to interrogate him. They're acting with hostility toward him. Understandable. He was just at the table with them and, and bringing hard truths to them. And they didn't want to hear him. So again, they're going to they're gonna fall into this pattern. Well, if we don't want to hear what he has to say. We have to kill him. Now, now, that doesn't mean we kill people in our day, but we certainly can exile them. We certainly can gossip about them. We certainly can mock them. We certainly can put them to the side and not invite them to our houses or our, be a part of what discussions we're having or whatever it is. We still do that, too. But how, you know, then they, it says that they were going to interrogate him about many things, for they were plotting to catch him at something he might say. And this is a challenge, I think, brothers and sisters, and where I'll leave it to us is, if people were to listen to our words uh, day in, day out, if we were to have an open mic, a, a mic next to us, how would we come across? What would people hear? You know, I, for those who follow sports, John Gruden just resigned from the coach of the Raiders, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, gosh, two days ago, for emails that he had sent uh, over the course of years uh, to somebody uh, on the other end of the country. And those emails just came to light, and, and uh, the Wall Street Journal and uh, the New York Times came forward and brought those out. And they were words that were uh, racist, held racist overtones and misogynistic overtones and homophobic homophobic overtones. Um, and, and, you know, if people were to look at our emails, if people were to look at our texts or hear our, our Instas, the snaps, and, and see those, uh, or, or, or hear our words, what would they hear? We are called to be women and men of, uh, well, carrying Christ's spirit, right? His demeanor. His essence, his compassion, his purity, his goodness, his honesty, his life within us. And, and those things I just mentioned, eh, those don't carry life. Those carry division. They carry death. They carry hurt and harm. How do we be life givers in our words? And can we do that today? Or if people are looking to trip us up, uh, would they find something? Um, and if so, and that's okay, because we're not going to be perfect. I'm not saying it's okay that we're caring. It's okay that we need to be challenged on those. Uh, and, and when we are challenged, not to, to put up walls or division or, or you know, uh, exile others, but can we have the openness to hear the truth? Scribes and Pharisees, scholars of the law, they couldn't right here. I think they're naming something within humanity, uh, but they invite us to a new place. These are challenging Gospels, brothers and sisters, very challenging, because they are real to us today. And they invite us to repent, in the best sense of that word, to turn around, to see God in the present, uh, to think differently, uh, and, uh, and to carry a, a, a newness within us, even if we haven't to this point, but to know that our God makes all things new, and, uh, and that new life can and will continue to bubble up through us if we only continue to say yes to that. Okay? Boy, those are hard words today, uh, and, I, and I hope you're okay with them. And again, uh, if not, as I always say, go where the Spirit's inviting you as well. That's, that's far more important than where Joe was saying. Let's pray, my friends. We continue through, I think appropriately enough, through the sorrowful mysteries this week. Uh, difficulty. And so we begin again, just bringing all this stuff, anything I've said, anything the gospel said, whatever's going on in your lives, let's just 
Trust them to the one who makes them new. Uh, it's the best. So we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fourth sorrowful mystery, Jesus carries his cross. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, be well. May God's blessings just rain down among you today. And may you and I, gosh, may we be men and women of humility and strength today, uh, carrying whatever it is, whatever message God invites us to forward to those in our lives. God's peace.